today on The Terrible Warriors. We break out of character and check in with our group. Dr. Callus and Autumn and Blue may be trapped beyond our reach, but our players are right here at the table. How have they been enjoying Cult? What do they hope and fear for the future? GM Mitch invites Justin, Ainsley, and Kimberly to share their thoughts and desires in part four, Interlude. I mean, welcome to another awesome, (laughs) encouraging, fun-filled cult day. (laughs) Sunday, the most holy of days. (laughs) We come here to desecrate. Mm -hmm. Hashtag good vibes only. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is this is perfect because you know the church crowd is out, they've gotten their food, and now we can just take in all their worship and faith and put it into a cult. Um and we're recording like yes, this is coming out in the new year, but we're recording this at a time just at the beginning of winter when I look out my window and every tree is just dying and all the leaves are just losing their grip on the branches and falling away. And it just seems appropriate for some reason. <laughs> just Much like me, who is also dead inside. Leaves <laughs> on the wind. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so uh, I say we go around and just from your character's perspective, like, what are the, what happened? Okay, a lot happened. You know what? A lot happened. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, you guys had been given... Uh, uh, plane tickets uh, to cross the seas uh, for your characters to, well, specifically Justin's character uh, to continue his research um, in earnest. Uh, but you guys had some like delays between when the lab exploded and to the the day of the the flight departure, uh, and thus uh, uh, Justin's character uh, had to wheel and deal and offer up blue as a sacrifice uh so that a dad can be a daddy again yeah it was it was like the game the story started in the airport and it was about this plane flight but it was really also taking place in this flat above some convenience store in you know parts unknown and uh and we were bouncing back and forth in like a fun non-linear way of a little bit of flashbacks to to that negotiation and to those experiences and then back to the uh back to the terminal as we were getting ready and we each had these like private experiences while we were just in the waiting hall waiting for the plane to begin loading up i mean i got to i got to get a booby in my mouth so that wasn't too yeah. bad for aiden but aiden breastfed i think yeah opening that up sets the tone for the rest of the story yeah yeah so that's where it started for aiden but not where it ended not at all and aiden i'm not <laughs> aiden needs to start sensing a Focusing his senses at locations where the illusion is weak. He needs to start doing more of that. He needs to start paying attention to his soul because there's way too many moments where the illusion is clearly weak around him and he's not uh, investigating that. And he's just like, this is fine as Uh, as everything's on fire. I mean, wake up, sheeple. (laughs) If I do my job right, 
uh, one day I'll ask you to make uh, to see through the illusion. You'll say no. <laughs> no, thanks. The illusion. The illusion is fine as it is. Leave it. Yeah, leave uh, it. Don't touch it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take cipher the, for what? the Matrix being like, I know the steak's not real, but it's a delicious steak. I'm going exactly. Back it's a delicious booby. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched The Green Knight last night for the very first time. And there's a line, this is not a spoiler to anything, but there's a line where one character asks another, are you alive or are you a spirit? And the character looks back and says, what's the difference? Mm. <laughs> I like it. But I might have been like going, this is great, but uh, Autumn and Blue were distracted by other things there in the terminal. Yeah, so in the past, um, you know, Autumn has developed this sort of protectiveness of Blue, but because of their circumstances, they need a place to live. So also goes along with, I guess, sacrificing Blue to this creepy uh, landowner so they can have a place to live, kind of for free, actually, which is very remarkable if you live in Toronto at all. It's just like, what for anything um but yeah uh before leaving the on the airplane to the airplane terminal autumn had discovered a camera placed in the washroom of their apartment and it was sticky why why is the camera sticky um but then yeah there was some strange encounters at the actual terminal um this sort of intense sense of magic coming off of the boarding area of the flight, flight 191. And um, and then it all kind of devolved from there upon getting on the plane. And there was weird stuff happening and some rep- repressed memories. And Autumn killed someone in one of those repressed memories with a scalpel, which is surprising and exciting. Excited to see where that goes. Yes. And I keep Blue wondering got... if it's a real repressed memory or like what was that book from the eighties that started the satanic panic about oh, D&D? recovered memories? <laughs> no, not D. <laughs> no, it's an actual Emily remembers. If they or only like that. knew about cults. <laughs> I know, right? I do wonder, um, Mitch, do we have a name for the blonde woman, the leader of the cult that I can um... No, I'll let you name her. Cool. This is, cool, cool, this is cool. your intimate relationship. So intimate. <laughs> how was Blue's time on the plane? Well, so, how was Blue's time on the terminal? Because Blue oh, saw yeah. something that we didn't see down there, too. So Blue is... Uh... First off, we did get a look at sort of her uh, creepy sale to the landlord in, for terms of rent. Um at the moment so far, it's hasn't been the worst. It's been a lot of creepy church attendances, uh, some uncomfortable fatherly, with quotation mark, touches, um, and a camera that she doesn't know about because no one's told her and she didn't discover it, uh, as well as some, she's got a cell phone and she knows her daddy misses her, which makes her... She doesn't know how to feel about it, but she's starting to feel... Like, maybe this is strange. Maybe this isn't great. Maybe her father doesn't have the same 
uh, care for her in the way that Autumn or even um, the doctor has in like a clinical sense of like care for her, wanting the best for her because she's a subject. Um, And at the terminal, she, while trying to remember things, had a vision of a, a young girl with two women uh and heard the name fiona am i remembering this correctly it was two women yeah yes yeah yeah and um that's sort of the first big memory she's had in a while and upon autumn's suggestion she hasn't quite revealed it all to the doctor aiden aiden what's your last name i forgot callus callus aiden callus yes so she hasn't told dr callus yet exactly about it and then we got on the plane where Autumn and uh, Blue were absolutely terrorized when Aiden went away and had some terrifying bathroom moments. Uh, Blue. <laughs> what? That's going to be the name of the episode, isn't it? Terrifying, terrifying bathroom, bathroom moments. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so relatable. No. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to leave? I can't get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i left my phone my phone oh dying. god that's the worst why did i eat that i knew it would yeah. fuck me up i will be here forever i hope there's <laughs> enough toilet paper dear god oh god yep. oh, there isn't yeah. you have to start using your hand in the sink as a oh, god. Oh, no. the day. <laughs> oh god the terrors um yeah thankfully he was in the bathroom and not us but then blue was overcome by some sort of compulsion and ended up stripping in front of Autumn and sort of as her first experiences with sexuality, especially considering she's like... first. You were possessed by one of your disadvantages, weren't you, as a medium, involuntary medium? Yes. Yeah. Considering that she's, she's, she's like a year old. She's a year old with like all the functions of what an adult should have, but doesn't quite understand the like morality systems and the way life is now when you, you know, she doesn't have the 20 years of experience or so she should have. Um, so that was really creepy and terrifying. And then there was a weird woman outside the, the plane door. Oh yeah. <laughs> that really scared me. Ainsley. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Blue and then scared, but... Autumn just walked over and shut the door very slowly in front of this very <laughs> terrible was... woman. Also someone else in the room with us. It was closing. Mm-hmm. And there's a blue doppelganger somewhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Has Blue seen the Blue Doppelganger, or is it just you two seeing the Blue Doppelganger? Well, all of that is fine, because I keep having memories about my fiancé that I stole all of her ideas from, ruined her career, and has been living off of her accolades ever since. Uh, don't know what happened to her. Maybe she's teaching high school somewhere. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that final vision of the bathtub overflowing with water and the blood coming down to the door had nothing to do with untold fears or, or, or actual repressed nonsense that Aiden is not facing. Like it's preposterous. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm far too successful to worry about things like that. And returning to the cabin, the time spent in flight, the things aren't adding up now as things are getting weirder on the plane. I recall opening up the window though and we're supposed to be on a transatlantic flight to italy been in flight for what seems like at least a few hours so we should have crossed over the eastern seaboard from atlanta we're not that far from the coast from in atlanta except 
uh, there is no ocean underneath us. It was lots and lots of buildings. And like strange buildings. Buildings going out above the sky or the cloud line. Old looking buildings. There's lightning and all kinds of stuff. So I, I ran out of the door to investigate uh, and bumped into Autumn in the hallway. We keep doing that. We gotta keep. We gotta stop meeting this way. And then Autumn mentioned something about what you left Blue alone. Is that where well, we of ended? I, did. I left. I left. I left Blue fine in the cabin. It was. It was fine. Blue's right in there. We're on a plane. Where can they go? And I opened the door. I'm gone. So now we gotta track down Blue's clues. <laughs> find out what happened to Blue. Blue's clues, right? His blue is a notebook. Did you plan that? Oh, did did the you think about that? Was not Mitch, is the notebook still in the cabin that Blue owned? I believe so. <laughs> so we do have Blue's clues. That is episode five. It. Blue's clues. Can't believe that. I totally. I didn't even think that you guys. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> episode four. We're up to episode four now. Um, I forgot. Is that where we ended? I'm disappeared. Oh no. Yeah, where'd you go, Blue? Gone, girl. I'm scared. Oh, yeah, and yep, I'm, yep. Man. Okay. I hope this isn't like a Monster Hearts <laughs> thing where the ghost just becomes non-corporeal and won't show up until someone notices that they're missing. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy. This is not my fault. No one told me not to leave Blue alone in our private cabin. We almost had three private rooms. Blue would have been alone then, too. So I am not to blame, that. and I'm never to blame. <laughs> and that that is the only lesson I took over the last three hours of, of our story. Yeah, no, Autumn's that, like, fair. if something's wrong, Aiden's probably to blame. Yeah. Aiden's probably involved, but that doesn't make it my <laughs> fault. It just makes me unlucky. <laughs> I don't know. It's Satan's fault for sure. <laughs> well, it's your fault. Whatever you did to my work, Autumn, that crap you put into my device, caused think, all of this, sir. ruined my reputation destroyed my lab autumn's um cult as as the story goes on is like evolving into a very much like um like a man-hating cult it's turning so, into looks like heaven's gate <laughs> i literally just watched With a bit of Om a thrown that. into it oh my god are we caught up oh we're caught up and i'm alone <laughs> I, think, I forgot I think, about that <laughs> i think we're caught up um autumn what are you worried about in the next session of game I, you know, honestly, Autumn, like Autumn as a character or Autumn as, a, as like me, a player, because two different, very different things. Autumn's worried about Blue. Autumn is currently actually in pretty good mental condition. Like Autumn's pretty composed um, because when Autumn learns something about the nature of the demons or the illusion autumn actually stabilizes a little bit gets a little bit less stressed out so right now autumn's composed but i would say um she kind of wishes she still had that scalpel that she had in that repressed memory she kind of feels like she felt powerful in that moment um me as a player i'm just like bracing for the waves of chaos and confusion that I'm about to subject myself to because wow uh, I slept 
kind of strange after I had some weird dreams after our last session. So that's true. I feel oh. as Aiden, I'm only suffering from my disadvantages. I'm not getting to benefit from any of my advantages. I am especially my advantages. This is as a player talking are a little specific, right? They, um, when you find yourself in a life-threatening situation, well, I almost was hoping I was going to there in the terminal, but then, but then that whatever was filling my throat didn't actually start drowning me. Um, same deal with as an inventor, Autumn. I might be looking to you to like, oh right, you're an engineer, Aiden. Build something. Whenever I'm about to create something, I have a move I can use, but I need to like remember that i have this like macgyver ish ability to and i maybe i'm gonna have to put something together to contact blue or to find something or to like reinforce a door or (laughs) or any number of things or gonna have to take the control of the plane (laughs) or take this plane down i don't know um but i i uh i've been playing aiden as the privileged male asshole but i also need to remember he is a genius inventor engineer um and so uh i'm hoping to be able to get to play a little bit with that because i feel like if i'm going to build something it's only going to lead to even more bad results um but really it doesn't matter what i want because blue's the one who's missing what are you worried about in the next session I Ainsley am actually really scared <laughs> in a good way that Blue is alone. I'm like very terrified and I forgot I left the last session being like, oh no, it's going to start with me alone. Uh, I think Blue for the first time is realizing she's vulnerable. Like that's sort of a new thing because like she's spent a year with like very few bonds. Her bonds have been you two and kind of Mr. H. Uh, I forget his name. Mr. H is good. Mr. H, yeah. I feel like we can stop reminding our Patreon supporter that we've turned him into a child molester on our podcast. Uh. Uh, Blue (laughs) is a consenting adult. He just has some weird taste. Consenting is a strong term. But I don't know if his (laughs) dead daughter was. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. uh, Yeah, her relationship with Mr. H. Or missing. I don't know why I immediately jumped to dead. Just yeah. not around, not present. Yeah, something sketchy there. But yeah, so she's had very few bonds and now she is sort of realizing she can be made to feel uncomfortable, which isn't something she's had to deal with considering she she doesn't have many things that can be, make her uncomfortable, but certainly stripping, certainly having random creepy people who are mouthing this words back to her realizing that like their plane is not doing anything she's feeling unsettled for the first time and that's new and scary well get your content trigger warnings out of the way everybody because we're getting ready to go into our next story chapter i've got my emotional support kitten right here on my left side that i'll be petting throughout the entire game get get your face ready for it (laughs) i definitely like keep my animals out of the recording room because they're noisy but um (laughs) I have things to fidget with, which kind of grounds me. <laughs> That's good. I was thinking I need to start crocheting during this. I, I have like, like, I have like this little mood, like but... donut shaped stone that's like really nice to like. A worry 
Yeah. Oh, I have my human skull. Uh, oh, perfect. That I'll touch. Uh, the stroke very gently. <laughs> like I'll stroke the hair. I love it. Nice. Uh, Mitch, we haven't heard from you. Going into our next session of play, what's on your mind? I am very uh, excited uh, to get down with Blue and to explore uh, this next scene with her now that she is alone uh, and feeling vulnerable. Um, yeah, I I think this is the uh, this is the calm. It'll be nice. All right. Oh boy. And blue, you got that scar on your belly, and now I'm worried that something has been put inside you and not taken out. But I know, I know. Maybe what did Daddy do? Ooh, that's no. <laughs> that's gonna, maybe that's the name of the next episode. <laughs> so options on the table. So many trigger warnings here. Like so yeah, many. maybe that'll All be the name of, of the next episode. So many trigger warnings. <laughs> Prepare to be triggered. <laughs> uh, okay. Fuck. Cult Flight 191 will continue. And stay up to date with what we have planned by following us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. We have an exciting partnership with another network on Twitch coming up where myself, Justin, will be hosting live one-shot tabletop adventures every Tuesday evening through June and July. Precise details will be shared soon on our social media accounts as well as the next episode of this very here podcast. Patreon supporters are the reason that the Terrible Warriors exist, and they get versions of each of our story episodes of Cult delivered to them in advance of the public feed. So if you'd like to lend your support to the production of this show and also get advanced copies of our episodes, visit patreon.com slash terriblewarriors as well. Every month, I host a private game for our Patreon sponsors. There's a chair at that virtual table waiting for you. There are more details on the page. Cult Divinity Lost is published by Helmgast. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. All other music is licensed through Epidemic Sound. Editing by myself, Justin Eacock. Our terrible warriors for our cult campaign are Justin Eacock, Ainsley Moores, Kimberly Dewing, and GM Mitch Wallace. Next week on The Terrible Warriors, Blue. Blue has left some clues. Can we piece them together and find out what has happened? Well, until we find you again, thank you for listening. Be good to each other. Mm-hmm.